0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to my life. My name is Julia, and I'm the host of this podcast. On this week's episode, we did something a little bit different. I had a guest, um, our third guest now, and this was quite possibly one of my favorite episodes ever. Um, I spoke with slash interviewed Derek Grant, um, and he will introduce himself later on in the episode, and we talked... Everything, spirituality, changing your mindset, manifestation, and the like. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I want to thank him again for coming on the podcast. Um, this is something that I've been wanting to invite him for so long, but I was kind of scared to do it because I was like, eh, maybe he won't be interested." But he was, and I did. Um, and it was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. It is a long one, so make sure you are somewhere where you can pay attention because there are so many so many lessons in this episode and he is so incredibly wise and so take full advantage of his words, his wisdom and everything he wanted to share and decided to share and take it all in. Take a deep breath, relax your shoulders, unclench your jaw and let's get into it.
1: Yeah, so um My name is Derek Grant. Um, I am known as a mindset performance coach. Um, Essentially, I take all the tools that a human being has that they're usually unaware of, and I show them where they are, how to use them. Um, Most of them are within the mind, and then we cultivate them, and you go on your way to reaching your full potential. Uh, My background is in sports and basketball. I played eight years for the Harlem Globetrotters, Uh, traveled all around the world, got to go to 70 different countries in my eight years, and uh, I really developed a passion and an affinity for mankind, human beings, because I have to see all walks of life and seeing that, yeah, we may live here, or I may have this or may not have that, but we're all actually the same once you take all that away. So it's kind of how I got to be where I am today. I started teaching little kids all the way up to professional athletes how to play the game of basketball. And then I moved over to the mental side of things to help them play the game of life so that's kind of where I'm at right now
0: yeah that's that's beautiful because I feel like also with just getting to where you are now there's a bunch of different things that happen throughout your life that once you make it it all makes sense you're like okay so now I know why this happened because it had to get me ready for this and then this happened so I could know how to deal with this and how to handle this um
1: this you know, you're, 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 you're spot on. My, my mother used to always tell me that all the dots always connect. You just have to get a little further, further down the road to see how they connected. So you know, yep. you're, you're, I definitely agree with
2: you.
0: Before we start even further, do you mind starting a voice memo on your phone or like just recording the audio too, sure. just in case there's anything wrong with Zoom?
1: It's really, really, really smart of you to do that. Because
0: I, I had my very first guest. I was at my mom's house and the Wi-Fi was really bad, so my Zoom didn't work. What worked was the recording on my phone. So thank God I had oh, that God. because That's I would have, I would have lost the entire episode.
1: I can. Uh, I'll go ahead and hit record now. Then.
0: Okay. Good. Thank you. Um, and I'll give you like a little background on myself and the podcast. Sure. So, I love speaking. And I love sharing my story and I love kind of helping other people come to the realizations that I've come to without having to suffer along the way or to minimize that as much as possible. And so I, for a lot of my life, struggled a lot with depression, anxiety, and just really hating myself. And so I slowly started learning how to step out of that and how to how to really learn myself, learn who I am, learn what I like. And so the podcast started after my spiritual awakening. um, And it's something that really scared me. And I was like, I really wanted to share. I really wanted to share my story and just my life and my lessons with people. But I was so scared to really actually put it out there. And then I was recording, but recording, posting it, but not telling anyone about it. And then one day I was like, you know what, whatever, we're just going to make it public, we're just going to share. And then I did, and I've had a couple people, even like friends and people that, acquaintances I want to say, message me telling me how one episode has made them realize something about their lives that has changed a lot, or just someone told me oh I didn't even know what healing your inner child was but the way you explained it made so much sense and now I get it and it's it's like it feels good to know that you're making a difference in someone's life even if it's one person or even if it's for like five minutes of their day even if you're just making one day better out of the bunch it still feels really good and so that's why I keep going and I keep doing this because I know I'm making a difference. I might not be affecting thousands or hundreds of people, but even one person is enough.
1: Yeah, no, I I love that. And you affect people in more ways than you could have ever thought because it's gonna help one person who then may have a family and you'll help their kids and because you help their kid and then it just keeps, it's like a ripple effect. So no, thank you for sharing your light with the world.
0: Thank you. Um, I really wanted to start off with, tell me a little bit more of, or just tell me period about the story of how your spiritual awakening came about and who you were before and what happened to kind of trigger it, or how did you know that's what was happening?
1: Yeah, so we'd have to go back to 2017. A little bit about me, I've always been curious, inquisitive. I've always wanted to know why I always want to know how someone tells me the sky is blue. I want to know how it got to be blue. I've always questioned everything, but I would question like in the background, right? Wait, in, within my mind, I just questioned things. In 2017, I started coaching high school basketball. I got involved with uh, my head coach at the time. It was also a business partner, um, really wealthy guy. Asked me if, you know, if me and my family wanted to move down from Indiana down to Florida. So we thought about it. It was like, you know, great business opportunity. We're going to do this, this, and this. So anyway, we ended up moving down there in 2018. And all of a sudden, this guy, before I knew it, he just took our lives and took everything in by whole. I mean, he stole cars from us. He was responsible for our finances. He ruined our credit purposely so we couldn't buy a house and be on our own. Um, all these things were happening one by one but like so quick. And I'd say probably about three or four months in, I realized we were like trapped. And I used to wake up every morning. Just, I couldn't even think. Like I literally could not even think. And this guy had had such a mental hold on me to the point where I felt like I was enslaved. I was free. I can go do whatever I want. But like something was controlling my thoughts. And this was in February, so it would have been about eight months since we moved down there, and we're like, all right, we're going to move. We're going back to Indiana. I remember feeling you know, we just so lost and just empty because we had moved down here for this new beginning, and we we're going to be prosperous, and everything was going well, and then all of a sudden, now I got to go back, licking my wounds back to where I came from, and of course, the ego is like, well, what are people going to say about you? They're going to think you're a failure, so we decided to move back, and those four months before we actually moved from February to June. I spent so much time soul searching and I could not figure out like what is going on, what is going on. So we finally made it back. Um, and then I get a knock on the door and it's the FBI. We move back. And the FBI says, we want, we want you to help us find this guy who you were working with. And I'm like, where did my life, like, how did this all happen? How did I even get to this point? I just trained kids and taught them how to play basketball. Now here I am a confidential informant walking around with two cell phones, a fake email address, and meeting the FBI every week to pick up the payments that they would pay me. And I'm like, at that moment, I just felt so, I felt like a victim. And I'll never forget, you know, my wife, she was a stay-at-home mom. She loves being a mom. And when we moved back, I just felt so dejected. I told her I need to figure out who I am. And she went to work. She sacrificed for our family, went to work, which was not what she wanted to do. So she was unhappy working and I'm unhappy not knowing what's going on. And then one morning I woke up and I sat on the edge of the bed and I heard this voice tell me, change the way you look at it. And I was like, what does that mean? And then later that day, I was in the mirror of my bathroom and I heard that same voice tell me, get to know you, get to know me. And I'm like, okay, I know who. The you is, but who's the me? What is, what is get to know you, get to know me? And that's really when it started in 2019, 2018. And then uh, honestly, when Kobe Bryant passed, you know, Kobe was someone who I didn't realize who I kind of modeled and patterned, my thought process, my game after. Um, and then when he passed, it was it was almost like this feeling of I died. I I I a part of me died and it woke something up in me like, the clock has started, it's time. You got to start to figure out a way to help other people. So I was like you, I just wanted to help people. And I just started speaking. i go to churches, i go to schools. I started doing anything to help people because I knew what it felt like when you were in the lowest of the low. And through this, I started to figure out me and then my awakening. I mean, it happened, Kobe died in uh, January of 2020. And I knew nothing of a spiritual world. I knew nothing of metaphysics. I knew nothing. And all of a sudden, everything just started like, one after another after another. I used to go sit out in the woods by myself for like hours. I'd hire a babysitter and go sit out in the woods. It was almost like nature would speak to me and tell me everything. Like one time I never forget when I was walking back to my car, that voice says, You're here to help souls remember what they were before they forgot, just like Jesus did. I thought I was supposed to be a pastor. So I go and <laughs> try to get credential to be a pastor. And I'm like, this is really on the beginning journey of my awakening. And they say no. They're like, no, you can't get credentialed to be a pastor. I'm like, I remember thinking like, why? I want to serve God. Why can't I? But now I realize, and actually my higher self told me, we weren't going to limit you. If you'd have been confined to a religion, now only those in that you're here to help humanity. So that's kind of, relatively speaking, only because I just talked to other people, I've kind of been on the fast track, the accelerated path of my awakening because I do believe I'm here to help the masses, help them remember and see what they truly are, so.
0: For me too, it's it's a similar like path-ish. So something happened in uh, April of last year and I was back to my old self of when I was, when I basically hit rock bottom for me, when I was like really, really depressed and just couldn't see, th- see the light when I thought like there was no point in living anymore. So I was slowly going back to that. And then I don't know, but something in me told me like, okay, that that's it. That's it. That's enough. We're, we're not going back there. This is not going to happen again. We're not bringing her back. Something just told me. And I was like, you know what? I have to make the changes. So I started, I was, whenever um I get in those moods, the first thing I do is I starve myself unintentionally. Like I just don't eat. Because Mm -hmm. something in me feels like, oh, you're not worthy of anything. So why should you even eat? Why should you drink water? Why should you even like get out of bed? And so I started exercising again. I started eating again. I started going on hikes, which Uh whenever you said you would spend hours in nature, I feel like the more connect literally trees, like the more I was around big, tall trees, it just made me feel safe in a way and it made me feel like okay there's there's things bigger than what you're going through bigger than what's happening to you now there's a bigger picture what's happening to you now is just a dot in your timeline yeah. and just being around something huge just makes me feel i guess like something making you feel small can't uh, some people can see it in a bad way but to me it was like you're you're just this one little thing there's so much around you. There's just a lot more to you than what you're going through right now. And then I started reading this book um, called Untethered Souls or Untethered Soul.
2: Okay, that's,
0: crazy. that's that book. Every book that I read becomes my favorite book, but that book, I don't think it's ever going to come down from number one. It really wow. taught me just wh- who I am because even the book, I don't want to spoil it for you. I don't know if you've read it. You no, said you've read it before, it? but I ordered okay. it again. So I'm
1: going to have a hard copy, okay. yeah. No.
0: So it just tells you like, okay, who are you? And you, your first thought is, oh, I'm a student. I'm a, this is my job. So it's all titles that society puts on you. But then who are you? And I was sitting there and I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea what I like, what I don't like. I have no idea what my hobbies are. I have no idea who I am outside of what society tells me to be, what my family tells me to be, and what me trying to please other people. I have no idea what it is that I am or what I like. And so I slowly started to just spend more time alone. I started to eat more more whole foods. I started to be more in nature. I started to just disconnect more and connect more with myself. And another thing that you said, you felt like a victim. I did too because everything was me, 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 everything. Why is this happening to me? Why me? Why me? And then I stopped and I was like, and I had a therapist at this time and he told me, um, just because, because I had like childhood trauma too, but I was yeah. still stuck in that little girl. Right, right. She was still, she still is living in me, but she's in a whole better place now. Sure, but before sure. I was there, like, Oh, this happened to me so I can never I can I wasn't able to move past it, but my therapist told me something that really helped, he said, just because the people in your life at that time were trying their best doesn't mean that it was enough for you, and I was like oh my God. (laughs) Because I felt so guilty for not getting what I needed, even though I knew that everyone was doing their best. Sure. And then it was also me stepping out of the victim mindset and being like, okay, what was this teaching me trying to see the lesson in everything, trying to see why is this happening instead of why me trying to see the bigger picture again. And so it's just, I feel like with a lot of this, it's just stepping out of yourself and just looking through, just looking through like I don't even know how to say it, but like stepping out of your body and just looking down on you and then seeing everything for what it is instead of what you think it, it should be or it's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, it's it's really profound. It's really the dissolution of the ego, right? Once mm-hmm. the ego is identified because the ego resides in unawareness, we're not aware. So we think I am my money, my car, my job, my marriage, my spouse. It takes something crumbling. And once this crumbles, you're like, wait a minute, I thought that's what I was, and that's not here anymore, so, and then you, you create that disconnect, and you're able to observe the ego, so mm-hmm. you know how the, the ego is, there's something aware of it, you realize, at least for me, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not my money, I'm not my house, I'm not my, I'm not, I'm none of these things, I'm so much more, and that's when, like, to me, I feel like the phoenix arises from the ashes, and mm-hmm. the new you is being born.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like another big thing too is just stepping out of the labels you you set for yourself or that you identify with and just seeing things for okay uh, just because i'm. I don't know just because i'm a girl doesn't mean that I have to fit into this box of being a girl and doing everything that girls do, because this is what girls do if i'm a girl and I want to go run around in the mud, I can do that.
1: Yes. Yes, it's crazy like where do these labels come from who who came up with these labels where they and we don't even realize this is our whole life mm-hmm. our whole life mm-hmm. like I feel like I gotta wear my hair a certain way I gotta talk yep. a certain way I gotta have this much I gotta none of it's all lies when you can disconnect or at least look at it and say why who came up with this now you are you're not part of it you're observing it and now mm-hmm. because you're observing it you can't be it mm-hmm. so yeah no that's awesome
0: and I um I remember you were saying how When you had to move back to Indiana, you felt so much shame because what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Like, I'm going to feel like a failure because I just moved to go look for something better. And then I came back to the same thing. So how did you shift from feeling like you're failing by moving back to stepping more into your power?
1: Yeah, I I I told you that morning when I woke up and it was like change the way you look at it. I asked myself, how can I use this to my advantage? Mm like, how can I use this as a way to help me or help others? So I I basically just said, okay, what did you learn? Like you said, what did you learn? What did this teach you? Well, it taught me how valuable your family is. You took it for granted. They're supporting you still, even though all that you kind of dragged them through. Um, and then also realizing that I had to get to a place of forgiving and loving me because I had not So if I don't ever forgive and love me, I'm never going to be able to forgive and love this guy who's done this. This was the I didn't realize this was the intention of the whole process. It was to teach me about me and how to love me because I never really knew how to. Mm-hmm. And he was the catalyst, the situation, the whole thing was the catalyst for me to stop looking like this and start looking like this and start looking inward, stop looking on the app, the exterior and start looking on the interior.
0: Yeah, i I can relate to that too, because it was a lot of, I don't think up until last year I because you always say yeah I love myself I don't think I ever did I think I just lived with myself and I just went on with my day it was like a a relationship that just lasted it was just a long relationship so you just stay with it you just stick with it instead of it being a good relationship now I feel like I have a good relationship with myself but before it was just living with myself because I didn't know anything about me and with you, how was it that you kind of learned to forgive yourself and what made you realize that this is this is what I have to do? Like, what, what were the steps for you to learn how to forgive yourself and then get more into this self-loving path?
1: Yeah, The first thing I did was I this is what I would do. When I would go in the woods. I would ask myself, what keep what keeps me? from loving myself? What keeps me from seeing myself in the highest light? So these were my fears, my insecurities, my programs, my traumas, right? All of these things that are laying dormant, my inner child, that's what was keeping me from seeing myself and loving myself unconditionally. So I started to just write down, you call it shadow work now, but what am I afraid of? Okay, why are you afraid of that? Okay, why are you, Why do you feel as though you have to be afraid of that? And I just keep asking why and I would get to the root of it. And it always came down to validation and approval. I always seek the approval of my father and he's a fantastic father. He did, he was present, he was there, but in my eyes, it wasn't enough. So I was constantly seeking, trying to get his approval. And I realized I didn't need anyone's approval. I only needed to prove my approval of myself. So I just started to really focus on Loving me and believing in me because the reality of it is, we get programmed here in our society that that's selfish. It's mm-hmm. the biggest lie in the world. If everybody is just a projection of you, you had to be whole within. I just told somebody yesterday, it says, uh, I think one of the 10 commandments is love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. And the golden rule is to treat others the way you want to be treated. Well, what they don't tell us in fine print is, My neighbor is myself. So in order for me to love my neighbor, I had to first love myself. And they say, love your neighbor. No, love me. And then I will project that onto him. So that was really the realization. I understood that everybody was just a mirror image of me. And I was projecting me onto them. I had to figure out me. So I would just sit with myself in my darkest, deepest moments and shadows and my, my demons
0: and face them head on. And what would you tell someone? Because a lot of people they're like a lot of people i feel like live in a very victim mindset and they're like well okay julia you can say that you did this but then your trauma wasn't as severe as what mine is i lost this i was molested i so-and-so in my family was murdered so it's easier for you to say yeah just learn how to love yourself learn how to go within when what you started off dealing with wasn't as severe as mine so how what would you tell people that maybe that's their reality or maybe that's the way that they see things
1: so you gotta understand that you know The ego. The ego resides in duality, meaning there's got to be two: this or that, black or white, gay or straight, Republican, Democrat, good or bad. Mm -hmm. And I tell people there's no such thing as good or bad. There's no such thing. Everything is neutral. We, though, as human beings, through a higher faculty called perception, have the ability to look at something as being good, or we can look at it as being bad. Well, we get conditioned because this is how the ego lives to condition us to see things from the lower vibrational from the negative polarity of things being bad. And that's the victim is the home of the ego. So I realized, and I tell people all the time, stop looking at it as good or bad and look at it as if you were a dog or a cat. A dog or a cat doesn't look at things as being good or bad, it just is. Now you're starting from the place of ground zero, the baseline, and you can consciously, through something called free will, choose how you view it. So I make everything, no matter what happens in my life, I don't care if I got my arm cut off, I know that I have the choice on how to perceive this as being good or bad. That's the power I have as a human being. So I tell people, if you feel as though you're the victim, it's because you're doing it unconsciously. The ego's running things. The old saying, we always say, it is what it is. No, literally, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. And I, I was just talking to somebody the other day about forgiveness. Something I found what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is you accepting things as they are. This is how it is. I don't wish them to be something what they were, or I don't hope they'll be something else. I look at it and say, you know what? This is what it is right now. And I have to figure out a way of how this is teaching me. So if you do something to me, no matter what it is, you may molest me, hurt me, rape, whatever it is. I have to look at it and say, you know what? This situation is what it is. But moving forward, how could I learn from this? And now without even realizing you're adopting the perspective of someone who's gonna conquer it rather than someone who's gonna be a victim of it.
0: I feel like it just takes so much energy to just be mad and be angry and just, yeah. I feel like it just keeps you in such a low vibration that you don't even know how to step back and look at it from a different lens. And I don't know, I feel like, especially for me, after I started forgiving people, is when I was actually like, wow, like I literally felt like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders because now I didn't have to walk around just, oh, I can't hear this person's name because it's going to bring up some feelings. I can't have this one flashback from my childhood because it's going to bring back some feelings. And it was just finally, I felt so free. And I was like, why was I holding onto that weight for so long if it wasn't serving me?
1: Yes. It's crazy when you really look at it, like you know, we have our days, I have my days where I dip down, you know, the ego, I'll, I'll dip down into the lower vibrational state so I can bring more awareness to the surface to heal and work on it, ascend up a little higher, but it, you're not like no human being, no human being will have control over my mind or my emotions because I, I realize now I have sole possession of them. Mm-hmm. People always say, like, I, I'm, te- I'm teaching my nine-year-old, well, well, they made me mad. And I say, wait, hold on now. Nobody can make you mad you are allowing them. They're giving you a plate of food and then you're picking up and eating. Nobody's forcing it in your mouth. When you understand that this is the power that you have, if something bothers you, that's because you have made the choice, either consciously or unconsciously. So I just, I tell myself, we're going to live every day, every moment, this now to the best of our ability of seeing it from the higher perspective, from the higher vibration. That's the power that you have. and That's a choice. And it took you know, I'm, I'm two years into this wake and it took me a good 18 to 20 months to get to that point.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like with all of these, you just have to, it doesn't happen overnight. No. Yes, one day you'll wake up and feel a lot better and it'll be a lot easier than it was yesterday, but you have to, it's consistency. You yeah. have to put in the work. You have to be persistent with everything. You have to show up for yourself over and over and over again. And then one day you'll just wake up and you'll be like, wow,
2: yeah, yeah all no, that work
0: is paying off
1: absolutely absolutely
0: i had seen one of your videos where you were talking about or it might have been a live can't remember but you were talking about how you said you attract what you are and not the whole manifestation thing i feel like a lot of people are like oh i want this car i want this car i want this house i want this relationship but they're not vibrationally aligned with right. that yeah. and so it's like how can you attract so much abundance if you just all you do is talk bad on rich people talk bad on money and so what tips would you give to someone who say they want to live this type of lifestyle a certain type of lifestyle but and they're trying to manifest that but right now their reality is completely different
1: yeah this is something that i'm actually going to do it on monday when i do a live i'm going to teach manifestation for people especially, and I'm saying TikTok is i all my frame of reference, but in the spiritual community, people say like, oh, this is how you manifest. And you, what they're not telling you is you are constantly manifesting at the frequency, at the vibration, at the mindset, at the emotions you are. But what you don't realize is the reason why you can't manifest something, uh, maybe a more abundant lifestyle, is because that inner child is blocking your view of you being able to ever see yourself in that light. So for the longest, I'm spinning my wheels, figuring out like, why am I not? How come I'm not living this life? How come I'm not making more money? How? But I didn't realize. For me to make a million, I had to first think that I was making a million when I was only making thirty thousand. But the thing that kept me from making, thinking I could make a million, was that inner child who felt unworthy. So I had to go back and heal him. And once you heal him and make him whole, you can bring him with you into the present moment. Now, when you visualize and imagine yourself being a millionaire, you see it and you know you can do it because you have healed the thing that kept you from seeing it. But what we do is we say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm wealthy. I am abundant. I am. We do all these affirmations. Yeah. You can say whatever you want, but deep down inside, if you don't feel that, it won't work. And that's why it's so important. I tell people all the time, like, like you don't realize the work that I've done on me, like the work that I've done on me to get to this point, like, like <laughs> it's been real. So when I say something, no, I really mean it because dad going, at, you know how much work I had to do to get here to believe myself? Actually, I had a shirt on yesterday and I had a picture of me on it, right? I had a picture of me on the shirt and someone's like, you're wearing a picture of you on your shirt. I said, you're right, I am. But do you know how much work I had to get to, to be able to have the confidence to put me on my shirt and then wear it. So this is my badge of not boastful or bright, this is my badge of my work inwardly that it took for me to be able to see myself in the highest light. So to add, to answer your question, you gotta heal the part that's keeping you from seeing you. Because if you notice a child, a child has a vivid imagination. A child really thinks he's a super character, superhero or thinks they're a professional athlete. It's because their inner child isn't there yet. So if you, when you get to be an adult, that little boy or that little girl who was told you'll never be good enough or you felt unworthy, that's what's keeping you from being able to manifest at the level that you really want to consciously manifest that.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's true. Even when you were saying how you wearing a shirt of your face, I feel like <clears throat> even for me specifically, I whenever in the past I would get jealous or see something and kind of envy it on other people or judge other people for something it was be and it was because that's what I wanted for myself but I couldn't allow myself to accept that and so I would always look at the other people having what I wanted and just talk down on them because I knew I wanted it but I knew I didn't have it or maybe I believed I couldn't have it Mm -hmm. and so I started like whenever I would see people having a certain type of lifestyle that I want I look at them now I'm like you know what if they did it if they have this lifestyle it means it's possible for me too it means that I can do it too it means that can be my reality too instead of looking at them being like oh they're so full of themselves why do you need this why do you need that and it's like I feel like a lot of our lives we're just taught to judge and to do everything in our power to not be judged yeah. So we just don't do what we want to do. We go our whole lives just pleasing other people because we don't want to be judged.
1: Yeah, it's, you said something about jealousy. Jealousy is me looking at you and what you have and what you're doing, but me not feeling worthy enough to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So now I, I'm jealous of you. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So jealousy, if I feel jealous of somebody on social media that's actually teaching me that there's a, there's a tinge of unworthiness that's hiding below the surface I need to work on. So by me being jealous of them, that helps me. To realize, oh, I got work to do. Why do I feel unworthy? Why do I feel like I can't do what they do? So they have actually helped me. This is why I try to tell people all the time. Everything is here to teach you. Everything is here to teach you so you can grow and evolve as a soul. And if you look at everything and ask the question, what is this teaching me? You'll see the magnificence in life. And you just continue to grow and ascend. I've I've really, I'd say honestly, Julia, over the last two or three weeks, I've grown to develop such an affinity for life in all that it is. When you see it for the whole picture of what it is, this human experience is, is beautiful, beautiful. Like it, at times it's challenging, right? Yeah. But even in that, it's teaching you to be so much more than what you were before it ever happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: What i've uh, now that you mentioned that, like something that i've been doing is so I currently work a nine to five my ideal. Life would be me working for myself currently right now that's not something i'm able to do so what I do instead is I try to bring as much as my ideal lifestyle into what I currently have now so whenever I go to the gym early in the morning and I see a sunrise. I'm like, wow, how nice was it of the sun to rise at this specific time just because I'm driving. It w- it just knew that I was going to drive here and see it and it was just going to make my day. Or on my walk home when I park my car, it's like how nice of it of these birds to literally position themselves right here so they can sing to me as I walk. And it's just me getting any type of any little piece of my day, just making it about myself and being like, this is happening for me, this is happening so I can experience it. This is happening so it can basically like romanticizing my, my day and my life because why shouldn't I?
1: Exactly. No, that's beautiful. That's, I, I often ask the question to myself, I'd say probably four or five times an hour. I have a vision of me. I have a vision of where I'm gonna to get to and what I'm gonna be doing and what it looks like. And then I constantly ask myself, what is it like? What's it like being him? So this internal dialogue, so everything I do, whether I'm going to the bathroom or I'm taking a shower, or I'm eating lunch, no matter what I'm doing, I'm asking, what is it like to eat lunch like him? Mm-hmm. What is it like? So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that I'm already him and the beauty of the mind, it doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So maybe I'll pull up to the light and I'm in my dream car. Mm -hmm. And a kid will just stare at me and I'm saying, wow, he's probably thinking how in the world, Like, what would it be like to drive this car? And it's just reaffirming this reality that I'm creating. And people people don't realize everything is you.
2: Nothing exists
1: Mm -hmm. outside of you. It's only you. If you only focus on you and take care of you, all of this becomes just a reflection. And it's just so it's so life is so much more easy that way. Mm-hmm. But we were got we got taught to worry about what everybody else thought. It's like we're we're backwards, which you know, that's a whole other story, you know, but that's yeah.
0: <laughs> and something now that you mentioned that, something I've also been doing recently, like in the past two weeks or so, is I have this clear picture of who I want to be. And so I call that version of my of myself into my reality now. Like I say if I'm too lazy to wash the dishes. I'm like, okay, would your higher self, your ideal self, live in a house with dirty dishes, go to bed and have a dirty house? And I'd be like, no, she wouldn't. So then I literally get up and I have to wash the dishes because if that's not, like, how can I become that person if I don't do the things that she does already? Yeah. And so the more I do it, the closer I am to becoming her.
1: Yeah. it's I was Say for me, that's beautiful. I love that for me personally, and it took me some work, but now I can say at this point in life, I know for a fact I'm going to get to where I see. I know I'm going to get there. But I think back along the journey of what it took to learn and to be and to, to heal. And once and it really comes down to, here's the crazy part: the Bible was teaching us all of this. Jesus was telling us, if you believe. people don't realize believing is not thinking, it's a feeling, but the Mm -hmm. feeling was being blocked by, like I said, because of that inner child. If I can heal and accept and forgive me, accept me for how I am and know that whatever I am was what I thought I could be. And if I control my thoughts, I will be whatever I think. People will see they can literally do and be anything. There's nothing you can't do, nothing. Mm
0: -hmm. You're limitless and people just like to think there's limits to everything when there aren't. Um, one question that someone wrote in and asked was How can you hold faith to your manifestations when? Let me go to the actual question so I make sure I get it word for word. One second.
2: Sure.
0: Okay. So, what are some ways that help keep faith in your manifestation if 3D is still the same?
1: 3D will be the reflection of your inner state. Hmm. So understand as within, so without. As I am on the inside, it will reflect on the outside. The analogy I use is if I look at myself in a mirror, that mirror doesn't smile until I smile first. I have to smile. It ain't going to just, now if it does smile, but for me, for it, there's a problem. <laughs> but it's I smile first and then there's a split second delay. The same goes here on earth. You hold the frequency of I'm already him or I'm already her and you act like you're her even when it doesn't look like you are. And you walk around with your head high, your chest poked out and everybody else is saying, oh, she's crazy, who does she think she is? She ain't all that, she ain't. You still have to hold it, right? And then here's what happens, there's a delay. There's a delay from when the image, sorry, the, the, the mirror, the reflection matches what the internal image is. So the big thing what we do is we don't realize we operate on so many different planes, right? We call them dimensions. It's manifested already on the sixth dimension, on the ninth, it's already, it's already, it has already happened on the higher dimension, but it's, it's at such a high frequency. It has to slow itself down to come down to the third. So I just tell myself, and this is where angel numbers come in, right? They help to let you know like, yo, it's happened already. You don't see it with these little bitty eyes, but it's already happened. We just have to wait until it drops down all these levels and it slows down to this three-dimensional reality. And now you will say, I manifested it. But that's where like, I read all, I mean, I have books all over the place, but taking an understanding of how the actual, how it works, because you know how it works now. I don't sit here and wonder like, dang, how come it's not happening? And here's the other thing. If I'm wondering when it's going to happen, that means I'm attached to it. That doesn't mean that I'm actually embodying that frequency. See, if I want a million dollars, I got to walk around like I'm a million dollars right now. I got to act like I got it now. I can't be like, dang, when am I going to get it? If you think you're going to get it, you don't really have it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So so you can only create from what you are. So I tell people when they ask questions like that, if you're asking when it's going to manifest, you'll never manifest it. You had to act like you already have it. That's the beauty of you having an imagination.
0: And I feel like, just the letting go part was something that I struggled and still struggle with a lot because I'm now it's a lot better but before it was like okay like why isn't this happening yet why like I just waiting and waiting and waiting and then I was like no I can't obsess over it because if I'm obsessing over it I'm continually telling I don't have it the message I'm sending out is I don't have it so if I keep saying I don't have it I don't have it, I don't have it I'm not gonna have it so I have to literally sit here and try like I have to it's kind of like I've been seeing a lot of people explain it this way it's like you're when you're sitting at a restaurant the waiter comes you put in your order and then they go you know the food's coming but you're not sitting here like looking at the waiter just checking the time for whenever the food's gonna come you put in your order you sit here and you wait because you know it's coming and then it comes and you eat and yeah, do whatever yeah. else comes after. But yeah. and so that's the approach that I've been taking too. I'm putting in my order and then I'm letting the universe do its thing. And then whenever it's time, whenever it's ready, it'll come to me because everything happens for a reason.
1: And here's the other thing, too. People don't realize when you ask for something, or you try to manifest, it's going to show up and it's not going to show up in the way you think. Right. Like it's going to show up in a way that you could not like, oh, I want a million dollars. You thought you were going to win the lottery. Mm-hmm. maybe you ended up inheriting a million because your mom passed away so it happens in a way that you could have never thought and people don't realize like i i tell a lot of my clients if you look at mark eleven twenty four 24 in the bible jesus said whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours well prayer is intention-based thought so whenever i have an intention and i believe that this intention has already happened it will be mine. And we don't realize we say, oh, I hope that or maybe in the future I'm wishing. You don't really believe you have it. You had to act like you already had it. And that takes faith, imagination, willpower. You got to believe that you are already that. When, have you watched the Kanye West documentary? No, not yet. Okay. Watch it. Mm-hmm. Watch it because here's why. This is lit- like, of course, you know, Kanye is Kanye. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but when you see him, of course he was going to be this because he was this back then and people were his own label were like, oh mm-hmm. all right, whatever Kanye. yeah okay yeah you're a rapper sure. No one thought he could be this, but he knew, even in that moment he was that, this is how a human being creates. Mm-hmm. They create from the present moment of embodying whatever it was they were trying to create.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a beautiful I'm telling you when you learn the rules of how it works it's, it's like shooting fish in a barrel.
0: And even with the with the kanye thing i feel like he's always he was always so sure about who he was and always speaking it that a lot of people are gonna think you're delusional
1: they will you have to
0: be but then now that it's happened that he's literally everything he said he was going to be and more people are like oh my gosh wow and then they forget that he was the the person that everyone thought was delusional that everyone thought was yeah i don't want to say crazy because there's a lot to him but at least for that part, like everyone thought he was delusional because you're over here. You literally don't have the things that you say you have. And you're not the person you say, well, to me, you're not the person that you say you are. So how can I trust that you're going to be that? And and it's also to bring it back to us and our world. It's also that too, like you have to believe that you're going to get everything that you ask for you have to believe that you are everything that you think you are you yeah. can't just say oh yeah i like you said you can't just say i'm a millionaire and then act,
1: act like looking at the menu We're like oh yeah I, that's 3.99, $3.99. yeah
0: <laughs> and another thing i've been doing too my favorite um affirmation is i'm a money magnet okay and it works and i noticed that it works because i do things to prove that it works so whenever i'm at the store buying something before i'd be like oh my gosh i kind of don't want to spend this money because maybe i should save it but now i'm like you know what happily i'll happily swipe my card because i know it's going to come back and it's going to be multiplied whenever um i do web design on the side so whenever i get a new client i'm like of course they're coming to me because i'm a money magnet how could they not yeah and so every time money comes to me in expected and unexpected ways I'm always like of course it's coming I'm a money magnet how how could it not
2: yeah
1: that's no that's we don't realize especially affirmations when I first started out I mean I would say I like I would listen to things and I didn't realize that when you're doing it's less about what the affirmation is it's more about whether or not you believe it while you're saying it Mm -hmm. and when you're saying it you really gotta believe like you are like So when my heart swells and it's open while I'm saying it, I know that this is getting in there. I know Mm -hmm. that this is manifesting at some point. When I get to a point where I do it over and over again, it doesn't, that's when I release it, it's done. Mm -hmm. I don't have to keep going back to it. This is, I use the analogy of a seed. Once you plant the seed, you water it, you water it. And watering it is you just continuing on as if it's done. You don't dig it up to see if it's starting to germinate and start to Mm -hmm. coming out of the, the shell. Just leave and trust that it's done. And, and here's the reality of it. If you really believe that you have it, your mind doesn't know the difference between reality and imagine. You won't care if it actually shows itself in the physical anyway. I'm already, I'm already on Oprah. I'm already on Super Soul. So I'm already there. So whether it shows itself or not, it does not matter to me. But because I, I'm detached from it, I know it has to show itself.
0: Do you believe that um, a, a couple people? Or I've heard this too, how they say that you're not really manifesting the thing, you're manifesting the feeling associated with that thing. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: So the thing, when you understand the, the 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 metaphysics of it, so we have waves, right? Waves of energy, we live in a sea of energy, and there's just waves, but then when you give thought to it coupled with the vibration of your heart center, it collapses those waves into particles. Those particles, what we refer to as energy, then crystallizing the matter so e equals mc squared energy equals matter times the speed of light which is your thoughts so part of it is it's creating on another dimension so if you understand the seven bodies that we have the seven subtle bodies on the astral plane on the astral body it's manifesting it's, it the astral body is attached to your emotions if, if you ever astral projected or you had dreams lucid lucid dreaming When you think of something, it instantly happens, because at that frequency, thought manifests instantly. So when I emotionally, whether in meditation or if I'm lucid dreaming or I'm astral projecting, or in my waking state, when I really feel like I'm him, I'm walking around, I really feel, and I'm carrying this vibration, on a higher dimension that I cannot perceive, it's creating. And then it's almost like floors on a hotel. It has to fall down all the other floors to get to the third dimension where you're out in the lobby. So that's why I try to tell people it's creating. If you feel it, like you really feel it in 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 your body, in your heart, oh, it's creating. It absolutely is. Your job is to trust and surrender to it and continue to live your life as if it has already happened. And I swear to you on everything, it has to happen. Don't worry about when, though. It's going to happen at the time it should. And don't worry about how. You'll figure out how after it manifests.
0: Mm -hmm. And another thing that I feel like is kind of related to this and also not is overthinking. So just how can you necessarily take more control of your mind to choose, not choose the thoughts that come, but to also stop? To put a pause to whatever the chatter that goes up up he- goes on up here. Do you have any yeah. tips or any insight on that? because that's something that I'm struggling with a lot now.
2: Do you, do you
1: meditate?
0: I do. And it's the thing is, I from the book Untethered Soul, I learned that I'm the awareness. Basically, I'm the person sitting in a dark room with a TV remote. and then the different thoughts are the different channels, and then I can choose what channel to focus on or I can choose to turn it off altogether. I'm aware of my thoughts
2: yeah.
0: and I can shut my mind off. Like even when I'm meditating, I can shut my mind off for like 30 seconds at most, but then it comes back and it comes back and it comes back. And it's like, I see it. I'm like, okay, back, back into my body. And then it comes back and then, okay, back into my body. So it's like, how can I take more control of it? Just because sometimes it gets exhausting when there's just so much chatter, how do I not stop it, but is, is there anything to do?
1: So, but to me, what, I've, what, I've, what I do um, is awareness. So like, I'll shut everything down, computer, phone, everything's off, and I'll just sit. And for the first five, 10 minutes, it's like, you're like scurrying around, like, what do I do? I, I need something to do. But then when you start to settle in, you start to hear chatter in the background, And it's almost like white noise. It's like cleaning your room or something and the TV's on. You're not listening to TV, but it's there. You kind of faintly hear it. But once you settle down and you settle in, you'll start to hear it. And you'll start to see that there's just the same reoccurring thoughts Mm -hmm. over and over. Oh no, how am I going to pay the bills? Oh, I got to be here next week. And it's the same thing, just playing over and over. But it's so subtle in the background. We don't pay attention to it. But when you're still and you're quiet, you actually hear it. And now because I can hear it, I am aware of it. And because I'm aware of it, now I can start to say, why? Why are you worried about this? Why are you? And here's it it's almost like shining a flashlight on it. It's been doing it in the dark, but when you shine a flashlight of awareness, it can't exist anymore. So I found with me, just sitting, I just did this last week. I didn't even realize, like, why do I feel? And this is where you got to pay attention to how you feel. Why do I feel like this? Well, it's because business for about a week or 10 days was slow. So I started to feel unworthy because I didn't realize my achievement and my worth was still attached to my achievement so because I sat still I was quiet oh you still this is still playing this program is still you thought you fixed all of it there's some residual energy still from this we got to work on this so I just started writing you do realize that you're enough and whether you make money or don't make money you will always be enough This is a lie that you're hearing that the ego's playing so it can exist. And I sat here and had this conversation within an hour. I was good. I was fine. And now I know when I feel that again, I know what it is this time. It's that program still. And I just keep working on it and working on it and working on it.
0: That makes a lot of sense because whenever I have just when i'm overthinking or just thinking too much i just push it away instead of trying to figure out why i'm having those thoughts i just always push it away away. that makes i'm gonna try that and also with meditating so i know there's like guided meditation and that also works for me just because i'm focusing on the words that i'm hearing instead of whatever's going on up here but what i've been trying to do more is just silent meditations where i just sit there and so, cause this is something that confuses me. Like when it, the whole topic of meditation, like do I just sit there and, and play something like a sound bowl, sound bath sounds, or do I just sit there with my thoughts or do I do a guided meditation? Like how, how is it supposed to work? Or, is, or does it just do whatever feels good to you? I don't know.
1: Yeah, so me personally, I start off with guided. And I got to a point with the guy I was like, okay, I feel like I'm capped out. So then I moved into like silent concentration, following my breathing, right? Mm-hmm. Being aware of my thoughts, start bouncing around and coming back to a focus point. And then I started to do manifestation where I'm consciously thinking of something and I'm pretending that that's what I'm embodying right now. So I have different types of meditation. So every morning I wake up at five, I meditate for an hour before I get out of bed. And my meditations then are on concentration. So I'm focusing on uh, maybe a sensation in my body or my breathing. And I'm just doing this for an hour. And then maybe later in the day, I'll have like, um, maybe I want to connect with my higher self. I need to get some answers. So I'll, I'll quiet in, but still be aware and ask questions to my higher self. But my point of this is, is meditation is not like, Everybody has their own thing. I never rarely do I do the same meditation over and over and over. This morning I got up. I went, I have a a pyramid that I lay under. And I was laying on the pyramid and I just, I just, it was quiet. I was just quiet. And I had a candle burning. And for a little bit, I would just stare at the candle and then I'd be quiet. And here's what I found. Here's what I found. What happens? The more you do this, You find something that works for you at that moment. Because it may be different here tonight when I meditate. I may do something else. You start to be aware. You hear people get, they say, oh, I got a download. Or
0: Mm -hmm.
1: usually that's what they say. You start to be aware of those little subtle like breadcrumbs, those hints, those thoughts, that voice. You start to be aware of it. Like today, I had two of them since. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's always been doing it. I just now am focusing in a little more. So now because I'm focused in, I know when I hear that voice, what it is. So my point, to answer your question, everybody has their own thing. You have to figure out what works for you and there is no right or wrong way. You just keep tasting and tasting and tasting and then finally you'll figure it out.
0: With, um, thank you for the tips. And also with like the downloads that you mentioned, So I would always like hear that word and never really know what it was until like very recently I started, I don't know why, but like I can just be doing anything and then something just clicks for me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense now. Why this happened with that? And I was like, are those downloads? Like, because sometimes people just say like, oh, my spirit guides told me this. And I'm like, well, it doesn't really happen like that for me. So like, I don't know. Yeah, no,
1: that's that's everybody I know now, like, I know the the, the voice, I said, not say, it's hard to describe. It's like you hear it, but you feel it, me personally. But I know the voice of my spirit guides. And I also know the voice of my higher self. And I know when, oh, that's a download from my higher self versus this is a prompting from my spirit guides. So I know the difference. And it took me being still and being quiet and just sitting until I get a prompt. So now I'll have a thought pop in my head. The only way I could describe it is a thought will pop in and the feeling of like, this is right. will be there too at the same time. It's weird. It's hard to describe. And like today, like I was working out this morning and it comes at any time. You never know. It just popped in my head. I know why we, why, why we started praying and looking to God in the sky. It was because when you meditated, you were supposed to look up to your third eye,
2: hmm
1: this just popped in my head today while I was working out this morning. It was like, oh, wait, yeah, this is why the Bible said, when the disciples asked Jesus, where is the kingdom of heaven? He said, the kingdom of heaven is within. And then he taught them how to pray and said, our father who are in heaven, the father's in heaven. And he said, if thy eye be single, thy body be full of light, your third eye. So when you pray, when you talk to the father, it was you doing this, but then over time it went into this. Hmm. So like, these are things that just like, bang, 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 bang. And my brother always tells me you need to write it down, but I just prefer to just keep it in and just share it with whoever, whenever I have
2: (laughs) a kids.
0: One, uh, another question that I also got was, how do you know when it's your higher self speaking versus your inner voice? Is it how you described you have a feeling or you hear the voice and then you have a feeling of this is right? Or how, is there a better or any other way to distinguish?
1: You had the first you have to be first aware of the ego, right? Because the ego is really tricky. The ego is really sneaky and it does a really good job. It's almost like a ventriloquist. It, it, it makes its voice sound like your inner part of you. When you understand how everything works, you have the supreme energy that emanates in everything. We refer to as God, right? Source, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And then that breaks off into a singular version that we call a spirit or consciousness. And then that individualizes into something called a soul, which then carries out through the body. So when we hear that voice, when we hear it with me personally, I know when it's that singular version of source or God. I know when it, it's the Holy Spirit or the, 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 the my higher self because I know the feeling and it's usually I keep doing. It. So usually on my right side, it's almost it's like here and then my spirit guides are over here mm-hmm. and I know because I've had my spirit guides tell me in a feminine voice, you will always be okay. And I was like, who said that? And then later somebody that day was like, hey, you know, you'll always be okay. I was like, <laughs> I <know. laughs> oh my gosh. So like to the point where they in a dream, she's even told me, she's like, you can call me Myron. So one of my tattoos is of my spirit guide. She told me what to call her by. So whenever I need an answer, I'll go into a meditative state and I say, hey, Myron, what is it? And she, first thing I always ask her, Myron, are you there? And she always says the same thing. I'm always here and I will always be here. But and it's always coming from this side. So my point of this is I'm not like some mystic. I'm not any more capable than anybody else. I have been able to get to this point because I spend a lot of time by myself.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I spend a lot of time with me so I can better understand me.
0: Would you say that the way to hear your spirit guides or Get more comfortable with receiving messages from both your spirit guides and your inner self is to just connect more with yourself, learn more about yourself, and just go more internally. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's because it's so it's the, it's quiet. It's subtle, hmm.
2: it's,
1: but it's almost like someone's whispering. Someone's whispering right now. But the only way I can whis- hear them is if I go off into a quiet room so I can hear them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, but we don't realize we have phones. We got we got life. We got computers we got jobs we got everything that's always yeah. constantly ah! it's you taking time intentionally getting up before everybody else does or shutting down a little earlier at night and just spending time with yourself or going out in nature
2: mm-hmm.
1: just being quiet you will start to hear this still subtle small voice this feeling this and i say voice it may be audibly it may be internally here's one thing i will tell you they're always here they've always been here for you but they cannot make themselves known without you asking. They cannot violate your free will. So I'm constantly asking, will you please show me a sign? It may show up in the sign of a, you know, a bird or a license plate, or, but I now have to be aware of what it is. But they'll, they'll tell you, they always will. They're here to see that your soul gets to the place of where you promised that you would get to when you incarnated.
0: I feel like my only not only but like my way of connecting and knowing like okay I get it now is whenever I ask for signs and I get it sometimes it's it's a little overwhelming because I'm like oh my god like like sometimes I can be like show me this one specific number and I'll see it sometimes one day was um I asked a question and I was like show me a horse whether it's an actual horse or the word horse in 24 hours. And so I was going through my day. I was watching this one, this one person's story. They were on vacation. They're like a influencer. They were on vacation and they were riding horses. I saw that story, but I didn't even think, oh, that's a horse. So then the next day I was watching someone else's story that was on the same trip. I saw a horse and then I was like, oh my gosh, I saw this yesterday. I got my message. I got my answer, a horse. And it's like, it's crazy because every time, every single time without fail, when I ask for a sign, I get it. I also ask, show me this if it's a yes and show me this if it's a no. And then yeah. whatever it is, I get it. And yeah. it's it's crazy to know that like, you're not alone. Yeah. There's always something guiding you, whether it's you see a thousand angel numbers a day, you don't even know what it means. Just know you're always guided. You're always protected. Always,
1: always. They're, all, they're always, and with everybody, it's like, you just—that's why I said you don't have anything to worry. Like life is a beautiful thing. You don't learn all the ins and outs and the facets and the rules of life. It's a beautiful experience that we have because you can't lose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't you? Can only win.
0: And I want to be respectful every time. I know we're like going over a little bit, so I have two last questions. Okay. Um, one of them I want to read off to make sure I get it word for word. Okay. My cousin asked this. Um, she said, how do you minimize the traumas for your kids when you're still struggling to heal your own?
1: Yeah. Let's understand the grand scheme of life before we incarnated our children. And we did, we chose our parents and -hmm. we chose the parents that would best help us to heal certain parts of our karmic debt that we had. So let's just say me personally, I struggle for the longest with poverty consciousness. So I grew up, with two, grew up with two parents who were constantly putting on me. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money's hard to come by. you got to work your tail off. And even then, you still might not have enough. This was the program that's running that I've had to work through as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So now I realize that they were fantastic in what they've done. They did, they did their job. They were the vessels that got me to work through this stuff. So as, so now as my own, with my own kids, it's because this is what we do when you're awake and you're aware, it's like, oh, I don't want to traumatize my kids and do it. No, your child has his own things that he has to work through. She has her own things and you are the vessel to help them. So my advice to parents, number one, don't raise them as if they were you, right? So like, if I take my son and say, Hey, we're going to go to the gym. You're going to work on basketball. I'm actually doing that because I wish somebody would have did that with me. Mm-hmm. Projecting. That's number one. Number two, provide a boundaries, like like the, the ropes on a boxing ring. So the child doesn't fall out. And I see this, I say by like emotionally, let them be who they are. Let mm-hmm. them be their own soul. Let them be exactly how they are. But you provide the boundary and the foundation. So they 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 feel safe, but you want to cultivate your children to be able to believe in themselves and love themselves and to perceive themselves first, instead of the world perceiving themselves and they believing what the world says of them. So traumas, putting on children, we yeah, understand the grand scheme of life. Those children chose her because she was what was going to be the vessel to help them work through their stuff. And I tell, you know, I mean, my wife talk about it all the time. I said, you know, our kids, cause sometimes we look at our parents we are like, what were they thinking? Why did they do this? You realize that one day our kids will say that about us
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: how you know you've done your job because that's the awareness for me to realize like oh no I'm never doing that with my kids that means I would have had to have come to of understanding of self for me to be able to see that my parents did their job
2: then
0: I never thought about it like that because I feel like I learned a lot of my people pleasing tendencies from my mom and because I saw that within her I'm like okay I'm gonna be the complete opposite now and I'm gonna stand up for myself and I'm gonna just please myself before anyone else because I saw it in her, I saw what it did to her and then I saw how it affected her. So it's kind of like, I already got the lesson just from observing and from experiencing it for the little bit of time that I was trapped in the same way. So now I'm gonna evolve and be completely different.
1: She she did a phenomenal job of teaching. (laughs) Yep. and you choose her for that reason that's this is what people don't realize like if i need to learn financial responsibility i can do it by winning the lottery and having all this money and now i got to manage it or mm-hmm. i can do it by having nothing and figuring out how to work my way up but when you that way in the road or this way they both end up at the same spot i both both of them taught me financial responsibility mm-hmm. so whether it's the positive polarity of the negative so i try to tell people you will always be okay you will always be okay there's a lesson to be learned on the whole Grand scheme of life, and on this individual situation, but no matter if you went left or you went right, if it was wrong or was, it was going to end up teaching you the same daggone thing. Mm
0: -hmm. That's beautiful. And the last question is: What advice, tips, or anything would you tell someone that is wanting to is either going through a spiritual awakening or is kind of learning to cultivate a relationship with themselves?
1: Oh, man. That's a good question. Um, Because when you're going through an awakening, you don't know because you're not comparing it to anyone else's life, but your own. It's like, what in the world is going on here? Like, what is this? If I could tell myself something, then I didn't even know what a spiritual awakening was. I had no idea what it was. I would tell someone, if you feel like you're out of sorts, if you feel like something just is off, like Start to Google spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. There's enough information out there. Heck, you can go on TikTok. TikTok helped me big yeah. time. Like, there's enough information, enough resources for you to be aware of what's going on. A lot of people struggle because they don't know what in the world's going on, and then their family or friends they call them crazy and think mm-hmm. that they're losing their mind, and they don't even realize this is actually the 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 the, um, uh, the caterpillar becoming a butterfly.
2: Mm-hmm. So.
1: Um and if you're on your journey, like how to go inward, like I said, just spend spend some time with yourself. It's going to feel really afraid. I just asked somebody the other day if they spent time like alone they are like, no, that's crazy, that's scary. Like, that's how you know you need to go that way. Mm-hmm. You need to go that way. If it's scary, it's because the ego's afraid, because the ego knows if you start to do that, it will die. Mm-hmm. And if it dies, then the real, the real you, the infinite you is what's going to
2: come alive.
0: Mm-hmm. And Uh, Thank you for sharing that and for the tips, because when I was going through my spiritual awakening, I had no idea what was going on. I just knew I felt things more deeply and I was, I felt more connected. I didn't know connected to what connected to who, but I just, something in me was changing. And then I read that book and it made me understand it even more. I spoke to my cousin who already had hers. And so it was also like learning what it is that was happening to me researching a lot reading a lot of books and then now i'm like oh okay that was a spiritual awakening that makes sense now yeah now that i'm removed from it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no it's i've had times you know i you know suicidal thoughts right and it even then I, I i googled why like suicidal thoughts during spiritual awakening it was like this is the death of your ego so it wants to make you think well it's all we'll all leave here then and you know i just try to tell people like it feels like the end of the world for you but that's because the finite version of you is dying so mm-hmm. the infinite version of you can come alive
0: that's so, interesting just... you say that because even after my spiritual awakening i feel like i had another one which was i was just falling down and down and down and deeper into a hole and then it got so dark that i was also having like dark thoughts again and i was like why am i even here and then I like brought myself out of it. And I feel like if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be this version of me now. And I wouldn't be just wiser in a way. Like, sure. I feel like it had to happen so I could let go and shed a lot of layers so I can elevate even higher.
1: Absolutely. People don't realize your, your, your life is not a aligned.
2: It's
0: mm-hmm. not
1: like it's a spiral. So mm-hmm. it's ever unfolding. So like, When I say awakening, like I'm kind, I'm I'm still waking up. Like if I woke up at six in the morning, and I'm like, oh, I'm up. No, you're gonna be a little more awake at eight, Mm -hmm. and then at twelve, you'll be a little more awake, and then at two, you'll be more. So you're just constantly evolving and growing. Because here's the beauty of it: because you are a spiral. There's so many layers and so many parts of you that you you have you can understand and find and understand about yourself. It's ever evolving I enjoy it like anytime I have like a rough day or anything I'm like oh my gosh this is just another gateway for me to learn more about myself I'm still learning mm-hmm. Wow and then to keep going for your whole existence
0: yeah I feel like the journey of learning yourself is the most beautiful and challenging thing you can ever experience but it's yes. really absolutely.
1: worth it absolutely absolutely and you won't know until you experience it words don't do it justice
0: yep uh derek thank you so much for joining thank you for all your wisdom and for sharing your wisdom with not just me but whoever else is listening um do you have do you want to share where people can find you if they're interested in either hearing more of what it is that you share or maybe even i don't know working with you if that's a possibility yeah
1: yeah so you can you can go to my um instagram Twitter it's at DG mindset. Um, and then TikTok is Derek grant results.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then you go to my website, uh, dgmindset.com And if anyone's looking to, and what people don't realize, is, you know, I'm a mindset performance coach, but the mind is a spiritual thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, if anyone's looking to maybe find peace or, you know, take that leap of faith and become an entrepreneur, whatever it is, I'm here for that. So I always encourage people. Um, I love working with people one-on-one. It's kind of like what wakes me up every morning. So um, you can, you can find me at dgmindset.com and Julia, thank you for having me on like your breath of fresh air to know that the younger generation is doing the work to know themselves and to free themselves from the change of society. And if what you're doing is remarkable, how old are you?
0: 22.
1: Okay. When I was 22, I was nowhere i was like most 22 year olds so <laughs> the fact that you're doing this please don't stop please don't stop seeing yourself in the highest vision because i'm here to tell you and i say big you're going to do big things and those big okay. things how big it is is determined by whatever you think you can see yourself doing so just keep going i know that I, i'm a support i gotta find you on tiktok so i can follow you but uh, <laughs> thank you but yeah just keep going
0: thank you Hi, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope it made some things click for you. I hope it changed your view on things and I hope it even made you realize your power, even if it's just a teeny, teeny, tiny bit. Um, I want to thank Derek again for participating and for being my guest on this episode. Um, And I want to say that If you are interested in following him, hearing more from him, or just working with him, I will leave all of his information down in the description or the show notes, and you can follow him on there. And he also has a podcast, and I will also um, include the name of the podcast down there if you want to listen to him and hear more of what he has to say. Uh, Thank you guys so, so, so much for being here, so much for giving me this platform so much for listening to me so much for allowing me to do something that makes me connect to amazing people like him and hear from amazing people like him and learn from amazing people like him thank you guys so much for listening to me for just being here um i know this episode did not go up on sunday at 9 a.m but listen i had a lot going on this weekend for once um But nonetheless, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And thank you for for your time. And I will see you guys next week at 9 a.m., I promise. Bye.